Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. with Jimmy Battisti, and we have two very special guests, Frank and Carlos from Speaking It Real. It's been a while since we've talked to you fellas. Yes, things, uh, things seem like they're going pretty well on your end. I, I do try to catch your show uh, as often as I can. Um, Carlos, I got to tell you, First of all, welcome back to Divided We Stand. Really do appreciate having you here. Uh, I I know you're a fan of Jimmy. Uh, you've seen Jimmy. I've only heard so much, to be honest with you. Uh, Frank yeah. kind of Frank kind of told me. Here's what Frank told me: We've been invited to the show. Uh, it's a little different than it used to be. And and naturally, Joe, my first reaction is the last time Frank told me to come on a show, <laughs> I remember what happened. And so this time, I'm pretty cautious. <laughs> um, the show is more balanced i do remember this show had like four or five heads and most of them were were liberal leaning so frank just told me it's different so i'm gonna kind of just watch and then sink in but yes yes i i I assume jimmy is the counter to joe so (laughs) so jimmy reminds me of you and he's uh just as calm unflappable and and again, he's um, and I like this. I think this is important. But he's interested in 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 learning information. He wants to know what's really going on here, uh, and I I like that. And so we're we're going to talk about some things tonight. We're going to talk about police shootings, but not not the kind we normally talk about on this show. Uh, the police have been getting shot at a record clip, uh, mm-hmm. basically since New Year. Um, before the show, we got into a very heated discussion, which is why we're running a couple minutes late. Uh, so we will jump into that in a hot minute. We're also going to talk about uh, Joe Biden's campaign promise to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Um, we'll, we'll get our take on that. Uh, I'm calling this 
Joe Biden's wall. It's a campaign promise that he made, and it's one he's got to deliver on. Naturally. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the merits of all that, literally. Uh, also, uh, this is a Jimmy special, a story I didn't see in the lamestream media, but there are adult male migrants being released into U.S. cities oh, yeah. all around the Some country. Uh, and we've got actually some some uh, I'm going to play the video from Fox News. Yeah, because it's uh, ah, thank you. They were interviewed. And do it. Yeah, yeah I, saw do it. It. I saw it. But yeah, absolutely. For the, for yeah, we'll get into that. And and of course, we do want to talk about uh, the border crisis, not the one in Mexico, uh, but the one on the Ukrainian border. Uh, the one that Joe Biden is seemingly blowing yeah, at this point. Ukrainian sovereignty matters. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Uh, Gentlemen, I'm going to give you all a little hint. It's not even about rain. <sighs> oh, we'll see. All right. Uh, so, uh, Frank, also, you're here. Awesome. Hi. How are you? Carl Washington good. <laughs> Always great oh, car wash. No, actually, yeah. I, I, I had to finally close down the car wash. COVID. You know. It was COVID. <laughs> What'd you lose it? The divorce? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of getting wow. robbed, let's talk about uh, let's talk about these police shootings. Uh, we'll start. Th- I I found this clip here, uh, and it and it basically spits out. Uh, some of the numbers here about these early police shootings. In Houston, a deputy was shot and killed during a traffic stop. And in D.C., police were responding to a man acting suspiciously when he started shooting, injuring one officer. Have you ever seen violence against police officers at this level in your career? I have not. I've worked 36 years in law enforcement, and I can tell you that this is the worst I've ever seen it. Last year, over 300 police officers were shot nationwide, 63 killed. We see all of this rhetoric, all of these attacks, these dehumanizing of law enforcement is really eroding the respect for. It's eroding the respect for law enforcement. And so, listen, and and I, I've talked to all of you guys about this, uh, and I've talked about this on the show, so I think I've I've stated my feelings. I'm pro-police, and I'm pro-BLM, and I think there's a, been an issue with them for quite some time, and I think it really is incumbent on the police to so, start some sort of outreach program so they can bridge the gap there, because the police, on average, are shooting about 1,000 Americans a year, Okay. Some of them very much deserve it. A thousand people a year. And and I know you guys are all very libertarian at heart. You're innocent until proven guilty. My my whole argument, and, and Jimmy, I'll give you a chance to go first so you can lose your mind. You're not judge, jury, and executioner. You're not there to shoot me because I beat somebody up two weeks ago. You're there to arrest me for the thing you're arresting me for. But you you don't get to decide that, especially if I don't have a weapon. I I shouldn't leave my traffic stop dead. That's a problem. Law enforcement's had a bad rap the last few years. I think we all can agree on that. Whether it's justified or not, they've got a really bad reputation. And last year at those police brutality uh, uh, protests, they bashed people's heads in and shot tear gas at them. Like, they didn't get the message. So... Our police shootings up. It's awful. We we don't want this, Jimmy. But I can't help but think 
their actions aren't causing some of that response. All righty. So here we go. Um, so most of what you just said, I do not disagree with. Uh, every police shooting, whether it's police on civilians or civilians on police, is bad, right? And I pray to God that it never happens. Uh, I think everybody in the country can agree either way that either way you look at it, any shooting involving a police and a civilian is bad. Now, when it's the uptick in crime and the uptick in shootings between civilians and police, we need to discuss why. And everybody's going to point fingers at each other here, right? The police are shooting more people, so the people are retaliating more the people are retaliating more police have to defend themselves more or whatever the case but here's the truth here's the friggin truth it's people like uh uh anybody on cnn anybody on fox news anybody in the and, and um, i said fox anybody in the news michael that doesn't use the, the the numbers in context. For example, uh, I pulled up the FBI website. I have 43 right here that offenses charged, right? <clears throat> offenses charged in the year 2020, 7,537,750. That's how many offenses were charged. So we that there is 7 million We'll just say seven. We'll round down seven million between police and civilians. Now, if we're going to talk about every shooting between police and civilians, then we should talk about every single one. And we shouldn't generalize them as saying that police are just shooting people, because I believe that and I'm sure that everybody believes that even police have the right to defend themselves. So if a criminal is armed and has a weapon, a gun, and is attacking a law enforcement officer, that law enforcement officer or civilian has the right to defend themselves with the same and equal force. I think we can agree on that. So if we're going to talk about all these cops shooting people, let's talk about the reality of it. Let's talk about the truth behind it, right? And let's talk about what it really is. It's an unfortunate incident that should never happen. But I'm going to talk and blame people. Then we need to get down to every single. Every single shooting is the same. Not every single shooting is a cop running up and shooting a black guy. It's not. It's not the case. All right. It's just not. And here's this. If you go to table 43 and if we want to say that black, you know, the black people are getting rounded up by police officers. I mean, because that's what we're saying with the systemic racism and all that. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to read these numbers off. Rapes, white people more than black people. Murders, black people more than white people. Robbery, black people by 2000, right? We're arrested more than white people. Every other category, which is four more freaking lines, white people are dominating. They're being arrested twice as much as black right. So I don't know where these crime of the statistics you guys are pulling from. Okay, cool. But I don't know where these crime statistics everybody's pulling from. That these the, that black people 
are just under siege and cops are rounding them up because they're I, not I, I honestly didn't even bring FBI up black statistics. people or black shootings. I didn't bring up either thing. I can tell you this. I looked it up just to, so for your own information. 21 police officers were charged with murder in 2021. Uh, and in all of those cases, shot somebody who was unarmed. So does that answer your question? Again, I think this number should be zero. I just don't think the police should be shooting people if they don't have to. I think that would go a long way towards restoring respect for law enforcement. Frank, I, I, Frank, I think I'm right here. Am I not right? I agree with you as far as, you know, the shootings have to be zero or the deaths have to be zero. I mean, if, if the cop is, you know, if his life is threatened, hey, by all means. Yeah, pop all him. Right? You pop him. I mean, we could go as far as last year, you had, I can't remember the, the lady cop's name, but she shot she shot that, that black kid in the car that was trying to drive off. Supposedly she was trying to tase him. Accidental shooting, okay, lack of training, right? But did she have, really have to draw her gun? Well, that wasn't her intention. <laughs> but she drew it. But she still drew it. No, she, she, the thing is, is that there's people, you know. He's been charged already. Right. Carlos, right, right. Imagine, Carlos, imagine if you shot me in the head and you were like, I totally did not mean to do it. No, I would be How a do you wreck. think that would go? Like, wow. Yeah, no, that would be an absolute wreck, and I would, I would, I'd be charged. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, but he, and, and Frank would be like, oh, he didn't mean it, though. Well, it was on no. purpose. He said, hey, sorry. Yeah, he really didn't mean it. Total accident. No, but I'm just speaking of intention. The point is, it did happen, and, and she got charged accordingly. Uh, if her intentions are real, though, to Frank's point, she wasn't trying to blast him away. She was trying to tase him. It just, she screwed up. Uh, I'm just speaking matter-of-factly. Um, so, I, right. I, so, again, there's little bits of truth everywhere in these four squares, which is good. Um I think, though, I, I, to Jimmy's point, though, I think part of, and I said this on the show with Frank on Wednesday. We spoke about it on Wednesday. We did. <clears throat> that part of why things appear the way they do is because, and I've said this to Joe, too, and he's, he's chuckled at me, but it's something I stick to. Our media has a habit of picking and choosing what they want to show us because they're trying to produce as much emotional effect amongst the society as they can. Are there police shootings? Absolutely. <clears throat> it's usually race-driven. This is where Jimmy was coming from. Uh, but if you look at the numbers, as Jimmy was saying, police shootings are across the board. To say they should be zero is, is, is wonderful. But again, like everything else, when it's run by human beings, you're not going to get zero. And so um, you start getting into the notion of how things are being painted. Add to that, Joe, I'll say this. Most of 2020, all the violence we saw in 2020 was cop-driven. <clears throat> um, and so to your point, you said you saw people, you saw cops bashing protesters' heads. I also recall seeing cops getting lambasted with, with all sorts of uh, projectiles and, and firebombs and whatever the case may be. So it was just an all-out war. But at the end of the day, the narrative for most of what happened in 2020 was the cops were bad. We need to defund. We need to lower funding. Cities actually enacted policies that started taking money away from the departments. So now as a result, uh, what I think occurred, at least to an extent, is 
You've encouraged the public to take more aggressive action against the police, and here we are. We have more shootings and higher police, you know, police being numbers for police being shot. I think that plays a, a part in why we're experiencing and seeing what we're seeing. All right. Well, so then you do agree with me, yeah? Again, I and I listen. I don't support violence against the police. And I also don't support police violence against the citizens. <clears throat> I think when you're when you're at a police brutality protest, I think you do your best to show restraint. It's like literally the point is all I'm saying. Again, uh, you look at all the tension that was built, all the rhetoric. I mean, in response to Black Lives Matter, you got, you know, uh, the, the, the blue line and, and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, what? Again, it, it's to, to try to turn this into like this is a war against the police misses the point. Again, we're talking about and we've talked about Joe, this a lot. Can I say something, it's, please? It's, uh, can, I, I, got, I, got, I got to say something. You man. definitely can. Go ahead, please. You 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 say it's not a war against the police, right? But you just shot up on their screen. Twenty one police officers arrested in 2020. Right. And then spouted off how they were shooting on our people. Right. And I get that. I do. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I want you to go back and watch every second of this. I have not disagreed with you one time on any point that you've made. What I'm telling you is you put being 21 police officers arrested without putting any content behind it is dangerous. You are one of the causes for police violence rising. Because how you're putting them is the freaking, because that's a high number, is it not? You wanted to put that up there because it's a high number. And I agree with you, it's a high number. However, how many police officers are there in the United States? 700,000. So 21 is less than 0. 0.00001%. So you can't paint police officers in a bad light off of that number. But with you putting out there 21 police officers arrested in 2021 and saying because shootings are bad without <clears> saying, <throat> now hold, that is 0.00001% of the police officers. It's not all cops. That's uh -huh. what I'm saying I disagree with. Put up that 21 police officers. But you also need to put up there that there are 700 other thousand police officers that aren't out there shooting people. That's all I'm saying. That we know of. Like the, the, the ratio of successful that the FBI, that the FBI is, 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 is sending out. It's huge. Most, a, a huge majority of police interactions with civilians is usually peaceful and successful. So yeah, the shootings is also very minute in, in the scale of police activity. But it's still when shooting. They happen, when they happen, the news blasts the crap out of them. And then, like I told Frank uh, uh, the other day, it's not just that they blast specifically those stories. They'll show you those five seconds, those crucial five seconds, allowing your brain to just read, like create all sorts of scenarios as to why it happened. Then two, three weeks later, we get the full footage, and then we all start to think, huh, well, maybe. And, we, you know, I can't stand the fact that the truth is not presented to us immediately. We get we get the hot sauce. Like that's this is exactly what, what I'm saying. You don't flash not putting boom. content behind crap causes chaos. Mm -hmm.
And like Joe, this? to your point, I just looked up an article because I remember this. And now this isn't all BLM, but I, I do remember in New York, um, I'm just going to read you the very first paragraph of the article where it said, New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams has responded to a Black Lives Matter leader who threatened riots, fire, and bloodshed if the NYPD reinstates tougher policing strategies. They've actually outwardly said, we're going to, you know, basically take care of cops and, and kill cops. It's, and, and they've been doing that since since Ferguson. They've been in the streets talking about frying them like bacon. I mean, BLM and cop killing, they kind of go hand in hand. I hate to say it. So, and they were given so much publicity to the point where I would say, I mean, not everybody has to agree, but I would say the media cheered them on. So now this is now spilling into 2021. 22. It spilled into 2021, continuing into 2022. I mean, this was, I hate to say it, but this was kind of encouraged. And so here we are. <clears throat> mm hmm. All right. Um, I disagree with just about everything that you said there, uh, which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I understand what you were trying to get at. I yeah, I don't I don't agree with any of that. Uh and as far as I can tell, uh literally zero members connected to BLM uh via quick Google search have ever been charged with murdering a cop. The five Dallas police officers that were shot last year uh were shot by somebody who actually wasn't in BLM because BLM met the guy. He came by and they were like, this guy's a lunatic. Uh, that guy was was working on his own agenda. So anyway, uh, this was a lively uh, and exciting debate. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, but I do want to keep this show somewhat on track. So we're going to hop into our next topic. And I'll let the man speak for himself. But let me say a few words about the critically important work of selecting his successor. Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court, I believe, is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue, in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. This is his wall. This is something he said he was going to do. This uh, was a thing that he said on the campaign trail Uh in South Carolina, or just ahead of the South Carolina primary, mm -hmm. the one you'll recall uh, where African-Americans came out and in, in supported him. If that didn't happen, Joe Biden would, would not have stayed in that race. Joe Biden would have been finished uh, after that primary. So he said it, and, and it, like with Trump in that stupid wall, once you say it now, now you got to do it. And And I don't think anybody here objects to there being a black female Supreme Court justice, he's probably right. It is long overdue. Why state that? Why say that that's what the jobs, that that's what the, the job's only going to be that? Why not do a, an, even if your intention is to hire the most qualified black woman, that's great. But why, why put that out there 
in in this age where we're heightened race tensions, why put that out there? Because I could imagine uh, Jimmy told me he's cool with this. So I I want to hear from you first, Jimmy. Carlos, I get this sense you you probably hate every second of this, and I'm kind of more with you on this probably than 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 I am with Frank and Jimmy. So uh, Carlos, first tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never been a fan and, and it doesn't even have to be this instance with, with specifically highlighting a black female for, for position X. I've just never been a fan of, of highlighting race and gender as a major qualification for anything. I don't care. I get, we want to be diverse. I get, we want to break, uh, ceilings and glass and all that stuff. It's great. Just once you first, once you, your pitch to me is, well, we need to hire a Latino. Even if I'm Latino. If you tell me, yeah, we need a Latino to do that, I'll be like, why? What, what's the purpose of that? Like, is he good or is she good? Ah, no. <laughs> no. I'm honestly about qualification first. By all means, though, if you can find someone who's qualified and, and, and adds to the diversity pool, beautiful. But when you start off on that foot, you lost me personally. That's, that's what I that's what I assumed. I, I, I got to tell you, Carlos, my wife and I were talking about this the other day um, and I explained to her and she was like, no, this is good. I said, no, I'm, I'm sure it's good. And, and I listen again at the end of the day, Carlos, they're going to they're going to select from a pool. If they haven't already determined who they are, <clears throat> a very qualified black women, judges, lawyers, I'm sure. So I'm not worried about there being a qualified person. They're going to pick the, the best from the pool. Mm-hmm. But why say that that's the pool you're picking from? Why not have just made it like it was open to everybody? Because now also it kind of takes away from whoever this woman is a little really? bit. Yeah, like the pool true. was super yeah, small. Right. Her out of there. Again, if they wanted to, if that's what they were going to do, do it. Right, but I would have made the pool look like it was everybody. Whoever's elected, all they're gonna say is, "She knows she was only elected because she's a black woman." That's 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 the tarnish for whoever's elected going forward. She's only elected because she was a black woman, regardless of qualification, and that's a shame too. But yeah, you know, Jessica, you're absolutely right. He never said that was the qualifier. But he did mention that was one of the qualifying. Like he said, I will the the first black woman, right? So he put it out there, right? He put it out there. And I'm not saying Reagan didn't do it with Sandra Day. What I'm saying is, and I don't, and Joe's right. It's not that I disagree with it. I don't care who the frigate is, as long as it's the most qualified freaking person up there. I don't care if she's black. I don't care if she's Indian. I don't care if she's Asian. I and I don't care if she's white. I don't care. Or he, as long as it's the most qualified freaking person. That's what I care about. That's, that's all yeah. I care about. That's it. That's what I, I feel the same way. Frank. I think we all, I, I think we all yeah. agree on the same oh. thing here. Powerball. <laughs> now, okay. to answer, to answer your question, though, to answer your question, why? Why did he do it? To pander. To pander. To get votes. That's it. That's it. That's all they do. Read, you know, that's all they do. They don't mean a freaking word they say. They just say it to get votes, period. And, and, and that's on both sides. You know what? Can I just point something out, by the way? And uh, 
again, and thank you to Jessica Fritz Aguirre, whose uh, podcast Sticky Beak is absolutely uh, off the charts right now. So, so get on that bad boy. But um, it, listen, here the Supreme Court right now uh, is at an all-time low as far as American confidence in it. It's the worst it's ever been in history. And people view them as being very partisan. And Carlos, one of the things Jimmy and I talked about last week was the liberals' new darling, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> they hated this guy. They didn't, and they don't like him anymore. They still don't like him. I, I've been pointing this out to them, and it makes them very upset. He has voted on a number of key issues with Justice Roberts and the liberals in five different big cases and uh, this entire group of nine, actually eight of the nine, only um, only Clarence Thomas ruled against Trump and his nonsense. So any fear that people had that this court uh, was had an agenda behind it uh, or that Trump was putting his people on there, that is not the case. And I and I got to say, I I feel like doing it again. I just want to commend Justice Kavanaugh for doing what he said he was going to do in those very contentious uh, 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 deliberations that he would interpret the law according to statute. And he's done an amazing job of that and not allowing his own ideologies or any political pressure to influence what he thinks. And I just think that that's important to point out because I don't think anybody saw that coming at all. Uh, yeah, that I remember was a big what was her name? surprise. What was her name? Um, Susan Collins. She made that point when they were deliberating over him as well. He he just he's made decisions that are not strictly partisan. So she made the point, <clears throat> kind of sealed the deal for him that day. Um, and he's come through. So I think when Trump was hired was was looking for constitutionalists, he found him. He found him, and 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 he's done a good job. And so now here we are, though. I find I do joke. I mean, we don't we don't have to get into it because it's it's going to lead to a lot of tinfoilism and, and speculation. But do you not find Breyer's exit a bit suspicious? <laughs> oh, dude, they've been pressuring this guy. <laughs> they were pressuring him, if I'm not mistaken. And Jessica, I know you're watching. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were pressuring him and Ginsburg to get out while Obama was president. Little did they know McConnell would have stolen yeah. two seats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't have seen that coming. But uh, yeah, listen, I, I, here's what's important, for, I think, for everybody to know. And while we all have slightly differing opinions on this, the idea that uh, the person who they pick isn't going to be a qualified person, I don't think anybody thinks that's the case here. And again, to me, by announcing you're selecting from a really small pool of women, I think is an injustice to the job process and to those women. I, I'm in, and I work, I've been in this industry for 25 years. I can't tell you how many jobs I'm aware of that were posted that were already promised to somebody. It was already decided who was getting the job and for equal opportunity employment and all that nonsense. Uh, the job got posted and resumes and demos went in and the person who they were going to hire from the beginning gets the job. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you were selected out of a massive pool of people. This is the best guy out of everybody. I would rather think that's what happened to me. <clears throat> I right. would rather you, I'd rather you think that's how I got my job. 
Yeah. That I, I was the best hey, can, candidate can I, can I, out, of, out of everybody. And they, I'm saying they could have presented it like that without saying it's definitely going to be a black woman. I just think it takes away. And I'm sure uh, my wife, I think, put a, a name in there. What, what's her name? Uh, Kentaji Brown. Brown. I'm sure she's excellent and qualified. But why even put her in the position to have to feel like or or to have it be suggested that she only got it because of her race when that's clearly not the case. That's, that's right. And that, it's awful. That is complete. That is, that is my, see, I would, there's another instance where we might, we might want to blame this on Joe's cognitive decline because we're for, I, I'm not a college graduate guys. I'm a stupid jarhead. And I was like, Oh my God, you just minimalize no matter what put on that bench now it's going to be because she was black that's it that you know what i'm saying it could be the most quiet it could be freaking jesus christ you put him on the bench and it's because he's black because of what he just said and i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying it's right but it could be evidence of his cognitive decline was dumb i saw some of her clips yesterday on the news and i'm sure you know, depending on what channel you're watching, they're going to show certain things, but she seems way too biased to be on the court. That's just my take from what I've seen. Hopefully, yeah, well, other- she's, she's hey, going to be a just hard that left she's a qualified liberal. badass. Right. Well, that, that's exactly what we're trying to Someone avoid, isn't it, disagreeing. I mean, that was the whole point of people losing their shit over Kavanaugh. And now we're going to purposely throw in a hard left judge? <laughs> To me, that's counter what we're trying to do. I thought we were trying to stick to people who will judge fairly. I mean, even if they have a lean, everybody's going to have a lean, but the whole point is to judge fairly. From what I saw from what this woman was saying and some of her clips from the past, I'm like, that's the last person I'd want on the bench. Yeah, so Neil Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett have 100% of the time taken the expected hard right uh, uh, decision on every case since they've been on there. You understand, you understand that Breyer's been the leading liberal and one of the t- best writers uh, that the Supreme Court's ever seen uh, right up there with Justice Scalia. OK, uh, he was a very hard left con- uh, liberal judge. So obviously they're going to have to. Tr- I mean, again, with with a six, three split, they're going to go as hard left on this as they can. And I don't blame them. Uh, yeah, you got to balance this thing out. You got back. people like Clarence Thomas, Gorsuch, and Coney Barrett. Absolutely, one hundred percent of the time, take take. I mean, they without any thought, despite. The, I mean, and and again, I my wife loves this. Stuff. We listen to deliberations in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, they 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 don't even they don't even seem to ask the questions. Like they, they, it's already kind of predetermined. We definitely don't want that, but when you already have it, you got to counterbalance that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, I don't think I don't think he should have backed whoever this person is into a corner. I I do think that that this is doing that person an injustice. I really do. So do yeah, regardless, it's just a stupid move. It is. It's an asterisk. Like, you mean, Yep. <laughs> it's just a, it's a stupid freaking thing to say. Period. Whether you believe it or not, that's one of those things you keep under your freaking hat, boys. Right? Because now you just did this lady an injustice. 
you're gonna have the freaking World Series asterisks. You're in trouble. <laughs> Joe, you're in trouble. <laughs> She's always mad when I'm right. She always gets mad when I'm right. All right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we're gonna talk about uh illegal migrants being released into cities all across the country. Not cool. We've got footage. Uh, exclusive footage from Fox News. We'll play that next. So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting, so a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB Realty is? People over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. These are all single adults being released, almost all of them men. No children, no family units. And this raised eyebrows with us because uh, single adults are supposed to be expelled from the country via Title 42. So we watched as these, as these migrants were uh, ushered into this unmarked office with a for lease sign. There were some black tarps set up outside uh, to restrict the public from viewing what was going on. And after a short time in that office, we started noticing taxi cabs showing up to this parking garage, the La Plaza parking garage. We watched as migrants then came out of the office, got into the taxi cabs, and the taxi cabs started driving away. So we followed those taxi cabs. They ended up going to Harlingen Airport, about 20 to 30 minutes away from where we are, and those migrants were just dropped off at the airport uh, to fly around the country. We talked to a couple of them. They said they were going to Atlanta, Houston, and Miami, and they had just crossed illegally and paid a cartel $2,000 to do so. So I reached out to the city of Brownsville to ask what the heck's going on here, and they confirmed they're involved. Take a look at the statement if we can pull it up right now. City of Brownsville telling me in part, quote, in reference to migrants in federal custody, the city of Brownsville's Office of, of Emergency Management through federal assistance from FEMA facilitates the transfer of these migrants to their final destination by allowing them to use services to contact their families, NGOs, or a taxi cab. La Plaza Parking Garage serves as a staging center where migrants coming into the country are provided with travel information to facilitate transfer. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said she wasn't sure uh, in response to this report. <clears throat> she says that we continue to operate under Title 42, uh, which President Trump invoked after the COVID pandemic struck. So, what is James? Uh, this was your this was your jam. Tell me what you think is going on. I kind of already know, but lay it on us, brother. Those are the early morning flights. <laughs> they need to start looking at this from a different view. Start looking at this from their point of view. 
right? How do I stay in office? How do I make more money? I import boats. You know what I do? I import poor people that need a better life. Promise them money. Give them and get them hooked on a welfare or program. And then I say, look, if you vote for the Republicans, they're going to take that away. You importing votes. And you're getting these people hooked on welfare programs. It's all it is. And if you look at it that way, you'll see when they write the freaking HR1 bill, why do they want non-citizens to be able to vote? Why do they not want IDs to be checked? Because they're importing illegal votes. That's all it is. And I told you this, I think back in November. The next day. Why? Because I told you it was real. You told me it wasn't, Joe. That's why I want. But they are importing votes, and it is awesome. And I feel so, bad for the people that they're doing it to. Yeah, it must suck for them to come to America and have a much better life. Yeah, why would you feel bad for those people? <clears throat> I I feel good for those people. They're definitely going to a better place. These people have been vetted. Hold on, they're, son. They're, they're not, I got to interject. Not, I got to interject. I got I got to oh, interject. Oh, please do. Those people on the plane were vetted. I got but I got to interject here. I got yeah, interject. That's why they weren't that's why, why they weren't would sent we back want, Why would they the want to come here in the most racist country in the world? Why would they, they want to come here if the police are out shooting black and brown people? <laughs> are you serious? I can't believe you're saying that. Yeah. I just what, uh, don't. Well, I guess that's what can help. Absolutely ridiculous thing to say. But, okay. Um, hey, listen, if if this is if this is what's actually happening, if if uh, this is really because here's the other problem that you're gonna run into, and I understand, I understand that this falls under FEMA. So you got like six months of aid for, for these people. You can't get on welfare until you've been in the country for five years. So that would be a long, that's a four and a half year wait to get on welfare. So you're going to have to work. Frank, come on. What do you got? Look, us Cubans have had it easy. And Carlos has said about this. We step in, we step into the country. Guess what? We get all the benefits. Well, Obama got rid of that. Yeah. But you know what? It still happens. (laughs) It still happens, believe it or not. See, I've like, seen it. We remember Cubans don't have have a legitimate beef. They have a dictatorship. So by rules of asylum, that was okay. Being poor but, or suffering from poverty in your own country is not technically asylum worthy. Otherwise, we might as well just but, bring in six billion people on this planet. All right, we might as well just go full like. Mother Teresa on the whole planet. Let's just bring everybody and everyone's welcome because I know outside of the U.S. There are t- too many nations that are just straight. So le- le- oh. let me guess. Let me guess. Oh. You, you agree with Jimmy that he's importing votes, right? That's been the playbook forever. Yeah. Okay. So now hold on a minute. Hold on. Because at least I recall the last time I voted, I still had to show an ID. Right. Well, Frank, you, you also had to show an ID, right? Work rules to like. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen. 
We know we all we all sit here and agree that we know that that's not going to happen. You are two senators away from it happening. You keep saying it's not going to happen. We're two senators away is, from it Did it happen? Did it happen? Well, luckily, and two senators it away from it, that's a call. That means they're not going to stop trying until it happens. Happen. Hey, listen, listen. That's just like, hey, uh, uh, <laughs> strike ball, just far away. You know what? Did it happen? No. All right. You know? All right. <laughs> so, I mean, I was using another analogy, but I forgot where we were and who might be our listeners. So, but, here's the point. You know what? And, part of the problem. Uh, they aren't all vetted. I heard actually one of them was on a terror watch list. Uh, quite a few of them come here with criminal records. I don't believe they're as, as vetted as you believe they are. They're, they're, I don't think so. Carlos, I mean, let me ask you this question. Maybe you're right. I 100% doubt it, but let's say you're right. That's a lot. Why would they do? Why would they do that? Why would they? Why would they? Why would they purposely send in violent, vicious criminals when that's your guy's wet dream? An illegal migrant that kills an American. You guys are like, oh, give me that. I don't think they know. Yeah, because they don't care. They don't know. They don't care. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. not vetted is is honest to God, you guys, absolutely ludicrous. If you think they're just pushing people through, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to show me some evidence that that's happening. I just that doesn't seem reasonable at all. It sounds like the kind of thing. It actually mm-hmm. sounds like the kind of thing that you would hear uh, from shady right-wing media sources. But nobody is saying they're vetted. As a matter of fact, there's been numerous cases of criminals that have had to be returned. This is not a perfect scenario where everybody who's coming has been properly vetted. I, I don't. You realize think- that that they're keeping people with uh, criminal backgrounds or people who have been sent back, uh, people who have, who have already been deported once. You have to you you 178,000 people came to the border and were apprehended this month. If you have tried it before, if you were arrested, you have a criminal background, you guess where you get to wait until your asylum hearing in Mexico. The policy that was started under Trump has continued under Biden. So Actually, if you're a bad person, <laughs> you're a bad person, you go and you go wait in Mexico for it. It was, yeah. it it was, was clear the vetting. Biden got rid of that. Be, he was forced to put it back on. Biden now, would have you're absolutely right. And but you know what, <laughs> Carlos, at the end of the day, the right thing is what happened, and that's good. So, again, the suggestion that they're not vetting people, it's ridiculous. It's a Trump policy. It's working. It's still being enforced, but I don't like to, so here's here's what I suspect is happening here that these people are being released with family members. Now the problem is, and Trump's brought this up before Carlos, I don't disagree with this. Like 97% of those people are not going to show up for their hearing. Mm-hmm. And they're basically on the promise you'll show up because we're going to release you to a relative and then you're just going to vanish. <clears throat> or they're going to hide you. It's going to be one or the other. I get it. That's how people illegally get into the country sometimes. Most of them just overstay their visas from Europe and, and, and other countries, and nobody cares about those guys, But um, unless they're, they're Muslim terrorists. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 
this this is not cool and i think we definitely need to get a little more information on this but if you guys have evidence that that there's some shady stuff going on <laughs> please send it my way because i'd love to see it this is not a good book honestly like i i know i got i got the list from frank like like 20 minutes before I even showed up, so... Oh, but, I'm but, just, but, just but kinda, you gotta check your email sooner then. What's the shady proof? Because, <laughs> hey, listen, I had it since 7 o'clock. Oh, wow, she's Frank. <laughs> what? That's not shady about that. Show. Nah, I don't know. know. Listen, I, I, the thing is, Joe, I think also, we're still trying to find a semblance of, of, of how to control the border. There's nothing wrong with people coming. I think we need to just make that absolutely clear. It's the how. It's the how that, 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 that we're, no one's seeing eye to eye on. And then, of course, once you start asking for some kind of control or a filter, quote unquote, you get called racist and all this nonsense. It's garbage. I'm okay with people coming. I don't care if this country hits a billion with just people, you know, immigrants coming in. But we have a terrible vetting system. Biden, I, I, I'm going to say he's made the border more porous. And now we've got these, like, we've got immigrants just showing up out of the blue and, and at the wee hours of the morning. I mean, that, that, how does that work? How do you, well, I how think do you, they've always know? shown up out of the blue and, and, and at the wee hours of the moment. It's not a Biden thing. It's being encouraged, though. Like, it's happening more now. It is. The numbers have gone up, Frank. There, there's no denying that. The numbers have shot up. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, and I think I'm correct on this. The numbers go up every year. Uh, no. Well, this is a problem. I'm going to actually have to much. jump on Carlos's side here, buddy. Uh, 178,000 migrants were stopped at the border this December. The previous three Decembers combined, that number was 175,353. <clears throat> So it's hey. not just up, it's like off the charts up. Yeah, and I believe, I believe Mayorkas, our, our, our border czar, I think, he said something to the, and I wish I could find the quote. I mean, as this conversation comes up, ideas start happening. He literally said to, you know, something to the effect of just crossing, crossing our border is no longer, I'm just paraphrasing. I know we can look this up later. He essentially signaled that crossing the border is no longer really a, a an arrestable offense. He pretty much put that out there. I, I, I'll try to find the words. They have, since they started this administration, pretty much shot flares out and signals basically telling people, hey, it's okay to come. And so that's kind of what's happening, and the numbers show it. The numbers show it. And I'm okay with immigrants coming. That's what this country's all about. But the filtering process we have, our system... And, and I even I even said this, Joe. I remember one of our earlier conversations about immigration. I said that I didn't agree with our the the the, um, the immigration process of the United States. I think it's too long. I'm hearing stories about how it takes people 10, 12 years to get their citizenship. That's kind of ridiculous too. And I think that plays a part in why people would rather just sneak in instead of having to go through all that rigmarole. The process needs to be simplified. The vetting, I do believe, needs to be better. And I think once that is solved, the, I think the immigration the immigration conversation could probably go away, which is why it's never fixed. <laughs> True. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, um, let's. I want uh -oh, to Jimmy, what do you got? over the southern real quick, mm -hmm. and uh, and. So that's, I mean, we, the, we don't even need to talk about people, right? 
Let's not talk about people, and that's because that's very divisive. I I think that we can all agree that the the number of the the amount of fentanyl coming yeah, across the fentanyl that we should across I think we all agree on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, I thought I heard today that fentanyl overdose is now like the number one killer in America or something like that. It's close, I'm sure. <laughs> overdose. Scary. Yeah, Perfect. and that is also a border problem. And when you have porous borders, even if the people <laughs> aren't necessarily coming in, they're bringing stuff in, and it's killing us. So there's issues. There's issues. And and our politicians, I honestly don't feel they will ever try to solve it because problems is what gives them jobs. That's that's just my take on it. <clears throat> that's exactly right. That is exactly right, Carlos. This is the crux of it all. This government, the one that is in power right now, wants people to become more dependent upon them. It, wh what? Why are we replacing values and family and religion with these false deities that don't give a shit about us? Why? They're supposed to make like you easier. At least that's what they say. <laughs> Whoa. That's not, that's right, not their job. It is not freaking job <laughs> to make my life easier. Yeah. Well, it's not, but, uh, it's the, the government to, to protect my freaking rights, period. That's it. I agree. I agree with that. Joe, to your point, though, it would be good to do a little investigating on the vetting. Uh, I think it's unclear. In fact, I don't think anyone, unless you know of something I don't, I don't think anyone has actually taken the time to demonstrate, like clearly demonstrate how they're being vetted. What I do hear is two sides saying, yes, they're being vetted. No, they're not being vetted. And the thing with this argument, <clears throat> I'll say it this way. It's easy for me to say they're not being vetted because the news can tell me when someone's caught, when someone's in trouble why someone was deported. Uh, and if they are being vetted, you'll never hear about it because that's the process. So it's easier for me to prove my point than you, but we should dive, we should do a deep dive into that. I agree. I agree. All right. I love it. See, here we go. We can, we can literally agree to disagree on that because we're going to find <laughs> some more info. All right. Let's get our last topic for tonight. Obviously, I uh, will go from one border to the other, the Russian-Ukrainian border, it's getting hot. Here's what the White House has to Things say. Things stand right now. President Putin has created this crisis by amassing 100,000 Russian troops along Ukraine's borders. This includes moving Russian forces into Belarus recently uh, for joint exercises and conducting additional exercises on Ukraine's eastern border. So let's be clear. Our view is this is an extremely dangerous situation. We're now at a stage where Russia could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine. Uh, and what Secretary Blinken is going to go do uh, is highlight very clearly there is a diplomatic path forward. It is the choice of President Putin and the Russians to make whether they are going to suffer severe economic consequences. Or All right. Uh, this is a real problem here uh, because obviously, you know, Trump had that whole Russia thing down pat as far as keeping Putin calm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this this uh, this is getting to be a problem. Hundred thousand troops on the Ukrainian border. Now I want to I'm going to literally start with Carlos because you think we just should ignore this whole thing. Who cares? Uh, man, I'm, I'm I'm you know what? So I think Frank and I touched on this last week too. That part of the problem is we're 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 a NATO member, and so there are border nations around Ukraine that are going to be affected by this. So we we don't have a choice but to get involved. Um. I was see this is one thing I do appreciate about the previous administration. He managed to a as you said quell that situation and at the same time not be involved. It was perfect. It really was. And so and now here we are and uh and here's another problem I think that that also bled from the last administration which is now why kind of we're in this mess. One of the reasons, one of the impeachments was the fact that we, quote, unquote, like, you know, held money for, for weapons and all that nonsense from a phone call. So now Biden has to come out and be all, we got to get in there and support him because the last guy got in trouble for even showing an ounce of not caring about it. So we're, I am sick and tired of getting involved in these messes, but you see, I'm going to say it this way. Countries are going to get into fights and let them. The problem is... Countries like Russia don't stop at one country. They, they, they tend to spread. And at that point, then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, at some point it's going to end up at our doorstep if we just sit quietly. So, and they have a history of it. They've done it before. You, you almost can't avoid not getting involved when it comes to, if it was just like the Iran-Iraq war from the 80s, remember that? It was just them. I don't even know why we bothered. They, they, they should have just gone at it until like they ran out of people. But but here, this is Russia. They like to add things. Oh, you got this. Now we move over here, move over here, just keep expanding. Once you deal with that kind of enemy, I don't think you have a choice but to get involved. Uh, I would I don't I would hate to see people get sent, and I hate to see people fighting. And I, I don't think we'll get there though. I I personally don't think Biden has the gumption to do it. If he does, I'll be I'll, I'll say I was wrong. But I don't think he'll do it. These eighty five hundred troops is a show, and and everything's going to be sanctions and. Trust me, Putin is 10 steps ahead of the sanctions nonsense. He'll, he'll know exactly where to put his money. But it's a shame that we've gotten to this point. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Biden has showed his money. I think after... <laughs> Come on, for the Gipper, baby, for the you know Gipper. <laughs> I think after Afghanistan, and we can, we can that's, save that for another show. What we do, I think we can say that after Afghanistan and how unsmoothly it went, um, these nations that I first talked to you about when I first met you on, on Pissed You Off Shortly, remember Frank asked me about respect? Biden lost that right after Afghanistan. And and and, and uh, Xi, Putin, uh, Kim, all of them saw it and they're like, dinner. <laughs> dinner. <clears throat> so that's my take. Jimmy, you're uh, you and Frank obviously both are are veterans, uh, so definitely want to hear your take on what we should be doing and uh, just mm-hmm. Biden's whole mess up on this. Hmm. I don't even think we should get involved. I know, I know that we're probably going to end Frank. up getting. Yeah, I don't think. 
we should get involved. My opinion, I would prefer not to. But at the same time, I could understand getting involved. I think Biden's really downplaying it, or the White House is downplaying a lot of things. And I, you know, what we can't stand is to be caught with our pants down. You know, but now, how should we go about it? I don't think having 8,500 troops at the ready is our stance. You know, it just doesn't flow right with me. I'm tired of, you know, we as a country going into wherever it's at, and then what? You know? So, you know, but again, it is Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carlos made a real good point. I, I don't know if agree with Carlos, but he made a good point. It's Russia. And they do like to go ahead and take here, take here, take there. So they do have to put a stop to it. U.S. officials doesn't mean that 35,000 Americans are in Ukraine. <clears throat> exactly. So why get another 8,500 on the ready? Yeah. Uh, 7,000 of those personnel are registered with the U.S. Embassy in the nation's capital. Yeah, I don't I don't really you know this the, the whole and and it seems to me uh Carlos, I don't know if you saw this but after uh Jen Psaki talked about uh false flag operations and the idea <laughs> that a, an imminent uh threat was coming which my understanding is is what the intelligence community has been saying is that they believe uh an imminent attack is going to happen. Russia's pissed by this. And it's they're almost going to be like, well, now we're going to do it because you said we were going to do it. Ukraine said the same thing. I think the president of Ukraine came out and said, um, a lot of you guys are talking. Um, I don't remember the word. Obviously, I don't remember the words, but the basic sentiment was you all keep ringing the bell and you don't really have to be like essentially he's telling everybody you're causing more problems than even Putin is <laughs> with what you keep saying. Yeah. And then. And now I heard Biden, uh, again, we're one of those uh, released a transcript moments from what I hear was trending because there was a conversation where he said something to the effect of, well, Russia might even sack Kiev. And now he's saying, I never said that. So now people are demanding the transcripts of the conversation. There's been a lot of saber rattling amongst the other nations. So you, you got to wonder now, too, to, to an extent, who really wants this war, <laughs> Russia or everybody else? Uh, and and that's the evil of politics right there. Now that's that's you know general uh, uh, idea tossing, but these are things that were said by by the president of Ukraine. And Frank, I think another problem we have is that I, I don't know the when it originally started, but we actually have like a charter with Ukraine. Like we we have a charter or a pact with them, so our credibility is on the line too. That's another problem we have. We already. We already didn't show good face on the exit with Afghanistan. If we blow this with Ukraine, credibility is, is will be, wow. I mean, decimated is probably a good word at this point. So, again, I'm not saying we should go. All right, guys, I'm back. I can see why we, we're, we're, we're kind of stuck having to. Um, but, you know, so... 
There's a lot. There's a lot. All righty. Can I jump in now? Sorry. Uh, you absolutely. All righty. All right, here we go. Yeah, we have to go send our full friggin' military force, boys and girls. This is not checkers. It's chess. Putin, G, Kim, match. Remember any idea why? Why are Russia and China Navy mil doing military operational exercises in the South China Sea together? Can anybody explain that to me? Have we seen this yet? Is any you guys have seen this, right? I've heard some things that they're doing naval operations. Yeah, in the South China Sea. <clears throat> Did you lose him? I'm clueless, but apparently, I think he's trying to say that Russia, China, and whoever else. This is else. all going down, right? Is because. Yeah, in the South China Sea, they're doing operation, they're training together down there. But the reason why this is happening is because of Afghanistan. But I'm saying he showed weakness, right? He showed a moment of weakness. So now this is the opportunity. This is the time. That's what I said. That's what I said. Dinner. Dinner. So what they're doing right now <laughs> is they're testing. They're, they're, they're testing, right? We're going to see how far we can push them. We're going to see just how much we can get away with. And when it, they don't do anything, weakened, screw with them. Then we're really going to attack. This isn't, <clears throat> this isn't, they don't care. They, I mean, they don't really care about Ukraine. This is just a freaking to see what I can get away with before I freaking really get to pop you. And I'm not saying they're going to drop them not. What I'm saying is <laughs> they're going to shut this country. Treat that. <laughs> now, if you gave me COVID or told me what to be more scared of, COVID or freaking Russia and China every day of the week and twice on Sunday, boys and girls. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, well, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's quite that bad, but, uh, yeah, uh, again, we'll see how these things play out. First, uh, before we wrap things up, I do want to – I do want to bring attention to this dapper fella. Um, our buddy Carlos uh, doing some real estate. So if you are down in the uh, Florida area, you want a realtor, hit this guy up. I got you. Is that your uh, cell phone number right there? Can they just call you right there? Yeah, yeah, they can call that. Uh, they can call that number or text that number, and I would be happy to help them find a property down here in beautiful Tampa Bay, west coast of Florida, or central Florida. Um, I'm sure, uh, Carlos, I'm sure a lot of my Connecticut viewers are dying to get out of the state. So hopefully hey, we get you some business. <laughs> Florida welcomes everyone with open arms. <clears throat> just, just leave. <laughs> uh, but absolutely. Even, even if, you know, Joe, even if you just want like, you know, your own little condo for your own personal summer, just come on down. We'll find you something. I got you. <clears throat> I'll take care of you. Uh, yeah, oh, I might we, take you we, up on that. 
Jim, right. we gotta. We also gotta get Jimmy a better internet connection. Uh, this was a hilarious comment. Watching his video makes me feel like I'm watching Windows this on my Windows Ouch. 95 <laughs> dial-up compact Presario <laughs> computer. <laughs> so we'll get Jimmy all up to speed. <laughs> the big boy internet connection. Uh, big thank you. Freaking killing me right now. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's Sketchy funny because. You have said some, uh, uh, you started to say some in thi- insane things, and then it cuts out, and it's like, oh, my God, I can only imagine what he's saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. Anyway, uh, Frank and Carlos, uh, Wednesday uh, nights at 8 o'clock, speaking it real. You can visit clevercrestmedia.com backslash speaking it real to get more on these two guys. You can also visit. Uh, that same website, clovercrestbeauty.com backslash divided we stand. Uh, hopefully, you'll give a like and follow on uh, all the different platforms. You can find both of these shows, Divided We Stand and Speaking Get Real, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, LinkedIn, a little bit everywhere. Instagram. <laughs> hear from you, especially Frank. Frank is always looking, if you know what I mean. He is. <laughs> <laughs> the kingmaker <laughs> Frank let's be honest I, I have to say I think I went pretty light on you tonight yeah yeah no, most definitely but here comes something I know you already <laughs> why would you think I why would I do that to you oh, Joe. Why, would I, why would I do that to you <laughs> because you're such a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> All right, make sure you check these two guys out Wednesday night, uh, and then we will be on regularly on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. We'll also be running Tuesday nights with Victoria Lang and uh, Losers Pay Double. As uh, I was telling Frank earlier, the imminent return of Rob Benjamin uh, could be could be sooner than later, so we're looking forward to that. And I'm actually wondering what happened. Oh, he'll be back. He'll okay. be back. He's just been on a little hiatus, but he's excited and 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 really hoping to get back sooner than later. So in the meantime, we're very excited. Uh, and Jimmy Battisti, I think at some point is also going to be launching his own show, uh, the Conservative Hour, uh, of of some sort. I'm sure it'll be. So uh, we'll have a, a great bunch of CMG podcasts lined up all week long. Uh, with all sorts of different views. And the best part, it's from all over the country. Can't can't get much better than that. So, for Jimmy Badisti and our guests, Carlos Contreras and Frank Cuesta, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week right back here on Divided We Stand.